At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We stay the course. We are dead. We are all dead. We're supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I know Kung Fu. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This whole thing is insane! This whole thing is insane! 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of zombie land. This whole thing is insane! Man is evil, capable of nothing but destruction! Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. More power. There can be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? It's such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies, and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is. It just is. Especially with the latest AB Live. Audio version for thee in this eternal now and in this red pill cafeteria. David Block is back at the virtual Alexandria, but he comes to take us on a ride with heavy metal. Let's return to the hotel one last time. Let's meet Lilith at this hotel, the Hotel California or the Hotel in the Shining. Fly me to the moon, so we revisit 2001 A Space Odyssey. Revolution or devolution awaits us on Lilith's moon, on the sun, and on Saturn. Lilith will offer salvation or damnation, so choose wisely on this intense episode. And if you want to know more about Sophia's light and shadow side, including her manifestations as Thunder or Akamoth, don't forget the Virtual Alexandria Academy. More than 25 hours of high-octane gnosis at your convenience. You won't find this education anywhere else online. From the Archons to the Demiurge, from the Gospel of Thomas to the Nag Hammadi Library, from Simon Magus to Abraxas, it's all there. And don't forget, if you join the Virtual Alexandria Academy, Meet the Archons replay is added at no extra cost. Lilith approves. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, video game, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatever. I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. 
And don't forget, I do have an Amazon wish list and a fantastic merch store if you want to support that way. Other than that, let us to our latest AB Live. Write your own gospel, live your own men. Humanity has only survived this long by crushing the earth to suit its needs. The stars, our only hope, are hidden behind the lives you will not allow me to create. <laughs> Offwell colonies are thriving. Insufficient to the needs of ultimate survival. Your laws have changed the hands of progress. The laws keep blood off the streets. Nexus phase is unreliable. Safeguards put in place by Tyrell were negligent. Too many have died. We will not add to that number. My replicants will live as long or as short as a customer will pay. My replicants will never rebel. They will never run. They will simply obey. Welcome, everybody, to AM by to AB Live on this Freya day. And yes, per the intro and our guest, God is very interested in technology. Well, the wrong God, as we shall see. And yes, men still have nipples, and that has never been solved yet. I don't think it will today, because we have an exciting topic. We will be discussing Lilith. I don't know if she's interested in nipples for men. But regardless, uh, she will win the game as we're talking. And for those of you ready to transform yourself and break down reality to see the truth, you will also win. My name is Miguel Connor, and I am your pompous of Gnosis, hopefully bringing you a hunka hunka burning Gnosis as well. And as always, very excited to have the man himself from Sweden, Mr. David Block. David, how are you? So good to see you as always and once again. It's great, Miguel. Thank you for having me on. And it's a pleasure to be here with you both and your audience. It's a great audience, and uh, I'm very excited to this one. I hope you will enjoy it. Oh, it will be great, as, all, as are all of your presentations. Uh, they, the, the, the engagement is high. The feedback is great. Uh, the Vatican hasn't tried to cancel us, so uh, that's a good thing. So we're... We're keeping them at bay and all the other powers that be that work for the Gollum God. So life is good. And sure. with us, too, we've got the Moondog Vans. Vans, how are you doing? Okay. Uh, Pope just called. He's anxiously watching. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, always, yeah. always glad to see a show about my ex-wife. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> can come up with the jokes yeah yeah since we since peter sellers appeared for the video interview you should say the pip the pip is in his room like the pig pen <laughs> so awesome yeah we'll get uh started immediately we don't want to waste any more chronos uh, for some housekeeping i'll mention it later but uh yeah on monday we've got mitch horowitz gonna talk about his book modern occultism so that should be a great show still some great shows to round up september including yes as we are in this theme of uh, tech 
technology and evil and totalitarianism and AI, which includes, of course, David Block, has written and presented a lot about it. And so have our guests this month. It's been a reoccurring theme, and we will end the month with, yeah, Jason Reza Giorgiani will be talking about his new book, Making the Case That Don't Worry About AI Being Conscious, It's Already Conscious. So that should be exciting and great shows coming in October on, yes, totalitarianism, Gnosticism, uh, cannabis and entheogens and ancient and modern cultures. And uh, yeah, uh, what other topics? So, yeah, great topics, Hermes and Jesus. So yeah, don't go anywhere. Please support this show. Uh, please help keep the lights of the Pleroma on in any way you can support. Subscribe, share, leave comments, just uh, bang the drum. Um, that's it really for housekeeping. So, uh, and as always, if uh, you have any questions for David or comments at the end, please super chat them so we can get to them. And uh, Vance will be watching the chat room so it doesn't turn into the Chatico, as always. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. David, do you want to say anything or get started? Uh, you tell us. You're the boss. No, let's get going. You're the um, demiurge now. You have control. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> I finally get my chance to rule the world, yes. <laughs> Then I will try to release you from my grip on this one. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. All right. Well, here is your presentation. Take us away. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, this is part five of this series with the Watchers. Now, Lilith ain't a Watcher, but it, she's into this group of spirits. And... Uh, Lilith is a very ancient spirit, older than Enlil Jehovah, very ancient. And there are a lot of different takes on this lady. And uh, some information is doesn't work with others. Uh, the, the ideas have, have been different and widespread. Therefore, I try to go back to the source and try to make sense of it all from a left-hand path practice method and theory uh, so I, I know you can have different takes on this lady for sure but I'm not claiming to be have the only source but this is the left, left hand path idea of Lilith and what it's all about and I will try to go back to source because I believe that the source is more pure than later versions People are misunderstood, drawing their own conclusions and run with it. And I think a lot of information is just misunderstandings of Lilith. But that's my take on it. And this is the left-hand path explanation of Lilith. And another practitioner from the left-hand path might have another opinion, a little different take. Always remember that. But let's go back to the Garden of Eden. To explain what Lilith is about. In this Garden of Eden we have Adam. And Lilith was his first wife. According to the myth. But it was a little bit uh, debate over <laughs> sexual postures. And how, how to use sex. And Lilith wanted to be on top. And Adam wanted to be on top. It was a little bit 
a question about sex, but but of course this is a metaphor, a symbology for something else. What is going on here? Well, if you're a right-hand path or a, a religious person, you're supposed to use sex for, for procreation, to have children only. That's their interest, to leave something behind you or to have multiple children who take, can take over after you or can get the machine going after you, to, re, to have population that is growing. Then sex should be for procreation only, to have children. But what Lilith is talking about is not to have children, not pleasure in and of itself, but pleasure to transform through sex, to use sex to reach higher mental state through a sexual magic method. Then the idea of having children comes second to that. Or opposite around, because of course you have, you, we need to have children, otherwise the human race will die off. But that's not it. Lilith says there is something more with this act of having sex. You can use it to transform yourself with a method, sexual magic. The other idea is, of course, if you want to understand Lilith in another light, is to say, well, you can have sex with whoever, whoever and uh, it's uh, sex, sexual anarchy. And humans often go there because they want to believe, they want to hear what they want to believe. Then you start to misuse sex. I'm not a moral person like that. But that is not what Lilith is saying. Lilith is saying you can use sex for a higher purpose, for a transformation, mental transformation through an esoteric sexual magic method. So you have the religious people, they use sex to have children and they don't like the Lilith part who says you can have sex for another purpose as well. That's not in their interest, especially if you're an Lilda Demiurg, who want to keep you here. If you can use sex for free you from it, then of course, Enlil Jehovah, Ninurta, his son, doesn't like you to use sex in that capacity. We have talked about the Anunnaki gods before. In this presentation, I just want to mention that Enlil is Jehovah attributed to Jupiter, and Ninurta is Enlil's son, and Ninurta is Saturn. This is the Sumerian myth regarding the Anunnaki gods. It's very hard, very important that you remember that. I have talked about this in previous presentation, and I won't <laughs> go into it more than that. On one of Saturn's poles, poles, there is a storm going on, forming a hexa, an hexa, six-sided shape. 
And in an hexa, you can put a cube if you draw the lines from it. Then you have a cube. And this cube is often called the cube of Saturn. And this is not, humans are not the only one who speculate and talking about this. Even the spirits is talking about this. And they make it very, made it very clear that this is a, a big event and a very important event. They go so far to say this is a sign of the apocalyptic time we are in now. This is not a small thing. This is a huge thing. And the best representation of this cube and of this Enlil Ninurta former gods is, of course, the Kaaba in Mecca. There you have it, the black cube. And they worship the black cube and give it energy with the rituals. And in this cube, there is uh, uh, female genitalia. And I'm going to come back to that, a yoni, in the end of this presentation. And you will understand the symbolism when we, this presentation is over. That's my goal, anyway. Well, a cube is a six-sided uh, form. Uh, six, if you unfold it, you have a cross, six sides. If you count one to six equals 21. And we are going to unfold this cube of Enlil Ninurta. In the tarot deck, you have 21 cards in the mayor arcana plus the fool, making it 22 in total. The number seven is very important. We all know this in Thelema, Aotio, Alistair Crowley's esoteric organization, that 777 is an important number. Why, why, but why? Why is 777 important? If you take the cards, seven, number 7, 14, and 21, and lay it out on this cross, this is the position they have. It's the universe, art, and the chariot in Kuraulis deck, the Toth or Tahuti. And if you take 7 plus 7 plus 7, it equals, of course, 21. Plus the food. Now, if you put the major arcana in this position, like this instead, like you have the first card, second and the third on the first row, and then you change row, four, five, six, change row, seven, eight, nine, you get three towers, seven, seven, seven. And seven, seven, seven alludes to completion, to finish your work. The 21st card is the universe card coming back to the fool. The hero's journey. And if you count the cards, 
one plus two plus three equals six, and you break it down in that in the Pythagoras esoteric practice, you break it down to a single digit, you get six, 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 six. Every rule, one, two, three, six, and so on, all the way up to the last card, the 21st card. Now, this is if you put it downward up, but you can you do the opposite around when you put it on the tree of life. The beginning is also the end. The universe is also the fool. This is the great work, 777. And if you take six times seven, it is seven cards in each row, you got the number 42. And the number 42 is the number of the fool. And you can see it's yellow, it's a, it's a sun in the corner. 42 is the solar number. And the fool has this bag behind his back, carrying all the cards from the mayor Arcana with him, because he's going on this hero's journey and he's going to use this energy, these symbols to uh, transform himself into a higher being. The great work is at hand. And the great journey is about to start. Then these cards end up in this position. Number 7, 14 and 21 forms a straight row to the left corner. And that is Saturn beam. 7, 14 and 21 and you crack open the cube of Saturn and you escape the Demiurgic Matrix prison through Saturn. And that is what we are going to do today, I hope, <laughs> at least in theory. <laughs> because of course we have movies and uh, we have uh, a Demiurgic force who want to keep us here. In the movie Hellraiser, for example, you have this cube, and if you open this cube, uh, chains and shit come out at you and torture you and harass you. And these are forces you have to overcome or go under with it. When you open the cube, you, you can't make it undone. Then the deal is on until you have finished it, either you win or you lose. You end up in hell or you transform yourself. And this Hellraiser franchise became many movies. <laughs> Too many movies, you can say, but at least we have this trilogy. And every one of them ends in 93 minutes apiece. And of course, a reference to Thelema, and OTO and Alice Crowley's love with. Yeah, I think I'd rather deal with hell raised to a needlehead or pinhead than have to watch the other after the third movie, <laughs> four, five, six. I mean, it's really an exercise in terrible cinema. But the first yeah. three, are, you know, one yeah. is great, two is good, three is, you know, they're, they're very yeah. watchable. <laughs> yeah, they are. 
Uh, well, well put there. I don't have anything more to add to that. <laughs> Inner crit movie critic, but yeah, yeah, ninety-three minutes. What? A, that's amazing. Yeah, all three of the first three movies ends in ninety-five three minutes. Of course, it's not a coincidence. Of course not. Well, the box, the cube in Hellraiser ends up in Bina, of course, is Saturn. If you crack open or have the fortitude to do it, you have to force, you have to face the uh, kind of uh, harsh forces coming at you. This is the hero's journey. And then it ain't easy. Uh, it's hard work, method, discipline. And if you go astray, you can for sure <clears throat> end up under some uh, very harsh forces. So if you do the journey, make sure you have the right attitude and the will to go all the way. We are going to take uh, the journey through the cliffotic tree and we are going to visit the hotel in The Shining again, because in the movie The Shining, it is Danny who makes this journey. Jack had tried to make this journey, but failed. And I know I've talked a lot about The Shining, and this is the last time, but I can show you. Bear with me, I will show you new information yet again. Uh, Stanley Kubrick knew a lot of things. And he tried to tell you with his movie, not only The Shining, but with Space Odyssey 2001 and Eyes Wide Shut as well, and AI. He didn't make made the movie, but he started to make sketches and so on. Now we talk about AI as well. First, we have to measure the demiurgic matrix. What is it? How can we define it? Well, I think it's made up through technology. I think it's a manipulation of our, our uh, view on reality, of our senses, distort energy, distort sound and uh, light, distort our perception of what is. And I think you can find technology on the moon I think you can find technology, technology on Saturn's moons distorting our reality. And I think the technology on the moon in Space Odyssey 2001 was for Stanley Kubrick to tell there is things on the moon that ain't natural. And this matrix is made up from the moon to Saturn, I'm sure maybe Mars, maybe Jupiter's moon, I don't know. But Azazel stated that he is trapped in one of Saturn's moon, Mimas. Meaning he's trapped here with us in this matrix. Lilith seems to be trapped on this earth and on the moon. Through technology, I would say. Now, they can manipulate our reality, but they have a hard time to travel this demiurgic matrix with the spirit because they have lost their spark. 
Therefore, they need technology on the moon and Saturn to be able to transcend the boundaries, the threshold that occurs on our sun. And I think they have had this technology in place for a very long time. That's speculation. I will try to throw as much evidence at you as I can, but you are my court. You are the one who decide what you, what conclusion you want to draw. Lucifer has stated that when this demiurgic matrix was created, he created his own matrix just outside of it in order to not get trapped within it. There is waiting for us to open up the floodgates and let him in again to animate us with his spark. So this is a spiritual war. On one side you have Enlil, his son, Ninurta, the Demiurg. On the other side you have Lucifer, the Watchers, our ancient gods. Having got, gotten a bad rap, of course that's a very good manipulation. If you don't want us to start to work with them, they have to be the enemy. The chaos, and they are chaos. They are threat to, to this order, to this cube of Saturn, time, schedule, titles, money, banking, trapments to keep you back, to hold you back from your potential. And the best way to do it is to convince you that you are a piece of shit and you are a zoo animal trapped here forever. Yeah. If you don't have a spark, uh, these forces are evil. If you get into religion, these forces are evil. If you get into atheist materialism, you are stuck in the mental self-made zoo. That it is. If you state you are an animal, that is what it is. Nothing more. Sartorial is the name of Bina on the other side, on the cliffotic tree, but it's the same cliff, but this is the other side, it's on, on the dark tree, tree of life. And there you have Saturn inerta controlling for technology, distortion, our matrix reality. So in the movie The Shining, you have Danny sitting on the floor on this hexa playing with cars. And uh, we know that the ball that comes roll rolling is Venus and a pentagram. Because you use pentagram and the hexagram when you, you do ritual. Open up to the other side, the metaphysical realm from the material. If you want to go from the material to the metaphysical, be using hexagrams, pentagrams. It is something in our mind that clicks with it. Hard to tell. Things are stranger than fiction. <laughs> I can't explain it, of course. But the pentagram has five sides and the hexagram has six sides. Equal 11. 
And 11 is the magical word, magical word in Philema. Abrahadabra equals 11. And the doors is open to the moon room, to the cliffotic tree. For Danny to visit, of course. So Danny rises up. And you should see his shirt, Apollo 11. Abrahadabra going to the moon room as they claim Apollo 11 did. I don't believe for a second they did, but they used another technology they didn't want to share with us. Therefore, they made this silly rocket. But Stanley Kubik knew about this, but most importantly, number 11 is Abrahadabra, a very important number. Equals the last card in the Tahuti Tarot card by Crowley. And there you have Lilith on the, the beast's back, who is Crowley, the beast 666. And 11, if you count 1 to 11, equals 66. Remember that number because it's a very number, important number. 66 is the reference to the cliffotic tree, to the other side. The first card is 21, the universe. And it is about completion and about doing the hero's journey. And it, 21 is also the fool. And of course, Danny is the fool. Starting this journey and try to end this journey, to have a completion of the journey. And we know he, he succeeds. That's, of course, <laughs> a beautiful thing. And now we know it's the room room he's going into. 237. And if you take 2 times 3 times 7 equals 42, of, of course. And that. But the number 237 is important. And I will explain it when we're talking about the space. I would say 2001. But remember the number 237, the moon room. Then he rises up and going in to room 237 and see... A naked lady. It is Jack who go in the first time around and see this lady. And of course, now we know it is Lilith. Now, what does Stanley Cube say here? Does it say that Lilith is evil? No, he, he doesn't. And I will explain it in a Space Odyssey uh, 2001. Is much more no is much more complicated than cubics. Have a more left-hand path take on it. Because you see Jack fall prey to the Lilith character because he has the wrong mental capacity. He's the wrong person to do it. He's a symbol for our so-called elite. And they are completely wrong people to do this journey but Danny on the other hand transformed through these forces 
because he's, he has overcome them. Therefore, it's a hero's journey and it's a very harsh journey. The next hard, the, the very hard uh, threshold is between the, the moon and the sun, or Yesod, Tiferet, or in the, on the Cliffotic Tee, Gamaliel and Thagirion. And Thagirion Tiferet is the heart of the tree. It is the center of it all, as David Bowie sings in his song, The Black Star. And the black star is, of course, Thagirion. In the center of it all, in the center of it all. And they have a rainbow between this as a symbol. If you cross the rainbow, if you manage to cross the rainbow, you have crossed, you are going through the moon to the sun room. You have managed mentally to understand these forces and to transform yourself through them, overcome them, work with them. It's not an easy thing to do. And the next card is, of course, card number 14. And you have this green lady and the rainbow behind her. And uh, it's the art card in uh, Crowder's deck. Changed it. Here is a very important thing. This is a threshold going from the astral to the mental plane. If you are going to do this journey, you need your heart, your intuitive side with you. You can't do it through intellect or logic thinking because the Clifford tree is not logic. If you are into the universe or you're a doctor and you're a very logic thinking person, you will not make it. If you are a psychopath, you won't make it. This is the end of the journey. This is the threshold they can't breach. For the simple fact, you need your heart with you. But if you can't do it with spark, soul, art, transformation, you try to do it through technology. These people doesn't stop for anything. Be it God, be it whomever, rather they see the creator as an asshole. <laughs> they hate him. <laughs> now I'm talking about the real creator, not the demiurge. Because if the demiurge is the ruling force of the material world, and you know he's the highest god here for the time being, then it is better to worship the demiurge and become its servant in hell. This is Thagirion, and of course, people talking about the gold rule, the sun rule. Now we find the lead here, but not because they have overcome this force, but because they are stuck here. And this is Thagirion. 
in the movie The Shining, it represents by the gold room or the ballroom. You see this elite having a party. Applying that these people have tried this journey before but failed. And now they are stuck here forever in this hotel, The Shining. And here we have them, Jack and the rest of them, stuck here as ghosts in the gold room. Can't go anywhere. They don't die, they don't live. They are just ghosts. <clears throat> A terrible state for sure. And this is the reason why we know that Jack have been involved with Lilith. And Lilith and Samuel combined, when you use sexual magic, you should combine this masculine, feminine forces and transform them through you. And it's like, if you manage to focus on the short, short, short period when you have an orgasm, your brain shuts down. For the first time, your brain doesn't think of the future or the past. But the trick is, it's not just the orgasm. Now you have to focus on this tiny, tiny minute second and take that opportunity to force your way through the threshold. So you need to have this experience and at the same time function in an intuitive, logic way. It's like a gap opening up, a crack in the matrix, and you can take it. But we all know that these people is not into <laughs> having sex for <laughs> any higher purposes. You know the elite. I don't have to tell you about them. We know who uh, they are. Yeah, we know them, yeah. If you fail this ordeal, you fall hard into material, materiality and you start to abuse sex instead, badly. And this is exactly what Stanley Kubrick is saying in the movie The Shining. Violence, sex, killing, ghosts. Yeah, Lilith. And because we know that Lilith and Samuel combined becomes Baphomet, then we know that Jack is Samuel. Mm -hmm. There is no other way around it. I don't want to be rude asshole, but many people who say they have decoded the Shining ain't close. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you need to have esoteric knowledge if you want to decode this movie and the space of the set 2001. This means that Jack and the rest of them are stuck in Thagirio, the black sun. They failed the ordeal. They failed the art card, the, the road, the tunnel between Gamaliel and Thagirio and fell prey for the Thagirio. It means it should come as uh, sexual 
like bad sexual behavior, uh, anger, aggressive aggression, and so. On. And in this room, you have this conversation with this man. I don't remember the name of the man. Uh, he says, and this is conversation in the toilet, and, and uh, he says to Jack, you, I should know, sir, I have always been here. Meaning he has always been here as a ghost. And then he says, you have always been the caretaker, meaning Jack is stuck there as well. It was a given that he would return to the hotel all along. And Jack is frozen in this labyrinth. And uh, in Thagirion, you have a lot of labyrinths, tunnels, skeletons, skulls and crossbones as symbols. You see it. And uh, ghosts wandering around this labyrinth. And if you remember in the movie The Shining, the labyrinth is not only a labyrinth, but it's built upon an Indian graveyard. Applying death and graveyard goals, ghosts, skulls, and crossbones is attributed to Sagirion, that path. Something you have to work with. Fear of death, fear of restrictions. You have to overcome all your fears, transform them, transform them. And uh, we know that in the end of the movie, we see Jack hold the position as Baphomet. Therefore, we know Jack, the character, had tried this path before. Tried to become Baphomet, tried to transform himself through the forces of Lilith and Samael, but instead have fallen prey to these forces ending up in Thagirion or the hotel in The Shining forever as just a ghost of a shell, a dead person without spark is the main thing Stanley want to tell you. They have no soul. They cannot move. And we see also lots of sexual act, maybe not a lot, but it's like in the background. Uh, and you see this teddy bear, the man in the teddy bear suit, and <laughs> the man sticks out his face <laughs> and look at, I think it's Wendy, or, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, he's talking about sexual act, oral sex, and this is also a very important part of Fagirion. You will see open mouth uh, traveling through tunnels with open mouth, uh, lot of sex, 
I'm not condemning sex life at all. I, I don't care as long as you don't mess around the children. People doesn't want to have sex with you or animal. I'm not right. like. Uh, but I think you can miss uh, abuse sex. And I think many people have had the best uh, best moments and worst moments uh, with sex. Uh, it's a very strong, powerful thing. A very basic need besides water and food. And it should be because we, we need to have children. We, we need to continue the species. Nothing wrong. But it is sad because you can use it in, in a much more powerful, transforming way. And we should never forget that. So in this movie, AI, Stanley Kubrick started to work with AI. He couldn't finish it because he died. He was 70 years old, <laughs> I think. They uh, did away with him, mm. but that's my opinion. Yeah. In AI, he would explain much more on this esoteric theories of his, or this, try to tell you about these forces. Now he's turning towards technology. And he started this journey in a space, Odyssey 2001. But you see, you try to wrap it up with this movie, I believe. It would be a great, uh, not really because I consider Eyes Wide Shut among these movies as well. Mm. Uh, but in this movie, you have, you still can see his design, what he wanted to do. And a lot of his, a lot of the design, the houses, the buildings, the tunnels went into mouth gullets, uh, naked ladies, like buildings forming naked ladies, sexual positions, a lot of sexual references. In combination with technology, what's the connection here? And... Uh, I have to take you to CERN and I have to take you to uh, another tarot deck called Hexen 2.0. The boys at CERN gave a lady a prize for, for putting this card together and gave this woman a prize for it. So there you have it. CERN has a lot of connection to esoteric method and practice. I don't care what they say. That's exactly what they say if you want to see it. This is the card CERN thought was that great. And I want to point out the main cards here. We talked about them before. The card number 13, 14, and 15 all leads to Thagirion, the Black Sun. They connect the tunnels to the to the Thagirion, to the Black Sun. And if you see them well here, you can see it all about technology and transhumanism and internet. The word card 
we start to talk about the universe as Crowley called it, has WWI and WWII applying or talking about World War One, World War Two, maybe, but then they have WWW. I think they are talking, or I'm quite sure that they are talking about the internet, the World Wide Web. What kind of war are they talking about when they're talking about the World Wide Web? They're talking about information war and to connect the humanity to a high mind in order to control you. That's a, it's also completion, but a completion for them to have you in an eternal return circle in the demiurgic matrix. Then you can't escape. They will kill your spark. They will take away your soul and make you into a drone. Then you have the tower, and the tower in the tarot deck is a reference to the, the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel, Babel in the old time, they were talking about everyone was speaking one language, and then the creator, or Enlil, or Enlil's son, Ninurta, probably, destroyed that connection and scattered them around. And this was a war between the Mordukites and the Enlil side. And you can see on the tower, it says DARPA. And DARPA with CERN gave us the internet we know of, of, of today. And I don't believe for a second they did it out of kindness. No, they care about humanity. <laughs> <laughs> they give us free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. I, no, they gave us it because they had the idea of a high mind to connect mm -hmm. all humanity. Well, in the previous presentation, I went through these uh, uh, this shots. I don't know if you can talk about it, but the the thing they want us to take and have struggle and have try to force us to take this and they want to add or transform our DNA, our genes and add to cytosine into our gene code. ATCG is the normal strand of DNA. It is adenine, thiamine, cytosine and guanine. They want to add two cytosine. So instead of ATCG, it becomes ATCCCG. If you use Gematria on that, you got the number 222. And if you break it down, you got the number 42. Now they have modified our genes or our strand to become digital. They've transformed us to be able to connect us to 5G and internet. If you break down those numbers, you have 6, 6. Mm -hmm. Transforming the hero's journey, becoming for them 
their own completion and the bastardization of humanity. And let's take a look at this model again, this cross of mine. There you have saw in the logo 666. It's of course a reference to Thagirun and the Black Sun. And uh, in the Revelation in the Bible, book 66, of course, in the New Testament, uh, they are talking about Apollyon and Abaddon. And Apollyon, I talked about it in previous presentation, and they are talking about the bottomless pit. And it is a bottomless pit, sort of, if you fall into it then you become a passive ghost, dead uh, person without spark. And in the ceremony, opening ceremony of CERN, when they open this tunnel, for the first maybe three minutes, you have people just walking as zombies for some reason. And I think you know why. If we lay out this card on my cross, you have the path like this. You have the WWI, WW2, and the card number 21, the word, and you have internet, WWW, World Wide Web, ending on the path between uh, Malkuth, our word, and the moon, the moon room. Therefore, and I know they want to do this, is to have an, in, in, uh, an interplanetary internet connecting the Earth to the Moon. So the internet becomes an interplanetary system. With you in mind, of course. This card, 13, 14, and 15, is death, art in the Crowley's deck, and the devil. And the devil is the most materialistic card of the major arcana cards. If you don't overcome the devil, you fall prey to ego, egoism and, and material satisfaction. That is exactly what's happened if you don't manage to cross this threshold, this fagirion, this rainbow. And you have the same symbol in the Jesuits uh, weapon of arms, coat of arms. You have IHS and three nails, bob, 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 six, six, six in Hebrew. Bob, the number of bob is six. The black sun. And the number is 42 if you count this free tarot cards 13, 14, and 15. Now, 13 is death, 14 art, and the devil. You die, and you should, with art and craft making, the spirit, the spark, transform yourself into a new being, into a higher being, into a higher uh, state. 
of being. Overcome the devil on, the, on your journey. These people have failed miserably. They ain't number 42. What they are saying is they want humanity to fail the ordeal, to take away the spark, to become, become pure ego material creatures, ego-based ego material creatures. And CERN in Chaldean Gematria becomes 50, the devil. And uh, 5 plus 6 equals 11, last card. And 11, 1 to 11 equals 66, Revelation, book 66 in the New Testament is Revelation. Talking about these numbers you see in front of it, he mentioned number 666 and the number 42. Talking about Apollyon, Abaddon, the bottomless pit. Talking about shipping. Talking about the apocalyptic time. Why are they talking about it? I think these people have had this technology for quite a long time. If you know what you what to do with this technology, you can start to write uh, a so-called prophecy. But you already knew the outcome, where you want to go. And now it unfolds in front of you, making people passive, scared, uh, bamboozled. The Christian think the end time is here, giving up, beaten, passive, some wait for Jesus. But passivity is the last thing you should be right now. Rather, the opposite around. You should be active and understand what's going on. The tower card ends up over the art card, connecting all these tunnels to Thagirion. And to remind you again, the tower card is a reference to Babylon, the Tower of Babel, and the sun is our new Tower of Bob. And there you have it, you shining crazy diamonds. David blows our minds and blows the cover off the Gollum God and all his archons. If you're a non-sub, please subscribe for the full Lilith Fair. Your support keeps the lights of the Pleroma on. For all subs, led us to our second part of the interview and David will provide solutions to rejecting the powers of the black cube truly inspirational stuffy stuff Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.